Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Robinson. Today we have Rudy Mwamba, Eric Erlacher, Jimmy Moynihan. All right, so Eric just asked the question. Can you re ask the question so we can? Yeah, so I brought up the perspective of sometimes I've gone up uh, like at Moon Room and it's been what I would consider a cold crowd. And I've seen Cam come up after me or a comic or two later and literally flip that crowd. And, and granted, we know he's a phenomenal joke teller he's got a lot of energies he's we love cam but like mm-hmm. there's something about the because it'll get hot yeah there's something about his ability to flip that that mm-hmm. goes beyond his joke telling yeah. mm-hmm. and, and what is that and what is the art from your guys's perspective and what do you what do you see that he's doing to flip that room um i think audiences respond to confidence number one um the audience kind of when you get up there, they can smell it. They're like, is this somebody who's in control? Right? Yeah. And I think Cam goes up with a certain amount of confidence. Mm-hmm. And he's, j- I mean, it's hard It's hard to fight high energy. He's just high energy. And he's funny, not... Like, Eugene has a similar quality where he's funny. Yeah. To yeah. where, like, like, the, like, his voice, yeah. like, Cam's, like, country-ass... Accent yeah. and the fact that he's always up there in sweatpants and flip flops. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just a certain energy that he brings when he goes up. You know, yeah. um, so, I mean, I've I've been able to turn around Moon Room a couple times, like it. when it's been mm-hmm. kind of dead. But it's it's just a confidence thing, um, and that'll come with time. Because yeah. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where the especially on a cold show like that. The audience is in control of what they're giving you. Yeah. So if a com like one after the other comics keep coming up, and the audience kind of gives them a laugh, like yeah, we give a shit, but we kind of don't. <laughs> um, you know, you're gonna be up there telling all your best jokes, and eh, we're gonna laugh, and we might, yeah. you know, continue to order drinks and not really care. Usually, what turns it around is somebody who goes up, and and usually I address it. Usually I go up and I go. Well, y'all are not gonna do this to me. Yeah, I saw like, you. Y'all are gonna have to wake up. I saw you do that at Moon Room one night. You, yeah, you literally needed them like a cat for like the first five minutes doing <laughs> crowd work. And yeah, then you, then you went into material, and then yeah. they were just dying. Because know? the thing is, a lot of times they, well, I mean, two things. Number one, audience will get into a rhythm because like we used to have a room, and <laughs> Jimmy will tell you, we used to have this room called Iron Oak Post, and the way that Iron Oak Post was run before, um, they would let certain people that I personally would never put on a show go up early and just bomb horrifically and that would be sort of the energy of the show and it would get into a groove to where it didn't really matter how good you were yeah. you no, could go you're, up you're, go, you're starting you're, uh, the, the room is starting in a deficit of yeah. just this guy sucks and he's going up first for whatever reason (laughs) and then so you're setting the expectation of the show and now you're just trying to dig yourself out of a hole and it's boy is that hard when the host isn't into it and then the first comic isn't into it yeah so that by the time the show gets going they're just in a mood and their thing is it's not even like their energy wasn't these comics suck their energy was comedy sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy is a thing yeah. where we will go out and we'll drink our beer and we'll watch these jackasses bomb their asses off for an hour and a half. 
Yeah. That became like the mood. There was an open mic too. Yeah, there so, was an open mic. So, but yeah, <laughs> specifically one person would go that that was comically bad. Not even comically bad. Just tragically, bad. tragically, <laughs> just <laughs> mentally ill. But enough bad. about Brett Hale. So. Yeah, we were trying not to. And then, uh, <laughs> but then um, he's a good, decent man. <laughs> it's Norm Donaldson. Um, but yeah, just digging out of the hole yeah. was was impossible. But even for an open mic, so like now if this this guy goes <clears throat> and then the f- first two people to sign up are are bad. Yep. Now it's like in their mind, okay, this is shitty. It's a rhythm. Yeah. And then m- more so than any other room, uh, that open mic. Well, I guess a lot of open mics, but definitely the definitely Iron Oak open mic. It was people that were just there. Staring at the comedians, <laughs> just staring, not giving a shit, not you giving a shit. Yeah, and then like you're, oh man, boy, is it energy draining. <laughs> there were so many, so many times where, I mean, and that was like all through like when COVID was happening, when it started up again. Yeah. I was just doing that once a week. Like I was still drinking, and yeah. <laughs> the, that was my night that I got out of the house, and. Oh boy, was it just draining to was, to watch it, to be on stage, and to, to, to tell whatever jokes. And like I listen back to my sets from it now, and it's like, not that I'm saying that I'm deserve more, but I mean I'm like fucking performing, and they're giving me n- <laughs> nothing. nothing. It's like almost like you don't think there's a lot of people in the crowd because I'll listen, and then we would get like eight ten minute sets because yeah. there wasn't that many comics sometimes even more and i would think oh there must not be a lot of people in the crowd <clears throat> but then i'll tell one joke that hit really good and then i'll hear oh, yeah, so I'm like, oh shit so there's, there's a bunch there. of people there yeah. it's almost <laughs> worse than people not paying attention because at least pe- people are not paying attention they're not hearing you this yeah. room they would sit and stare into your soul, oh, it's like, and not give a shit about the joke. So, so w- what started me on this whole <laughs> diatribe about Iron Oak Post was what crowd work does is it it cuts through because a lot of times when you're on stage and you got to be careful of this, and this is just something that again you learn over time. Material has like a rhythm to it, mm-hmm. and what will happen is that that rhythm just becomes if they're not clicked in and paying attention to you yeah that rhythm just becomes a thing that's just kind of ticking in the background yeah. mm-hmm. while they're having their personal table conversations it's like a mosquito yeah it's just a, a you thing can, you that's can in the background. feel that you can feel them pulling away and not paying attention and it yep. really sucks because mm-hmm. you like you'll lose them and you'll you'll you can tell that you lost the crowd and then you go into and it doesn't matter because like I'll lose the crowd and then I'll go okay I gotta tell a good joke mm-hmm. and you know but that if, that good joke not is not gonna hit it yep. doesn't matter and then you tell a joke that's really good yeah or you know that's a proven joke yeah and it doesn't get anything and that is so fucking demoralizing because yeah, sure. you're telling you a joke that is is a joke that works all, all the time yeah. or most of the time and you get nothing and now you're like what the fuck do i do here yeah. because i'm at a place where they're not paying attention to new stuff I'm doing. They're not paying attention to anything I'm doing. Yep. So that is when 
okay, we need to snap this. <clears throat> I need to snap this crowd out of them not giving a living shit about anything I'm saying. Yeah. And if I don't have the chops to talk to the crowd and wake them up, then I'm absolutely fucked. I, there's yeah. no way sometimes to get out of that yeah. hole unless you reset a little bit. And, and that's where the crowd work comes in. Because crowd work is very hard to ignore. Yeah. Because even if, I mean, worst case scenario, and this is what bar shows will teach you. And, again, you, you learn the most in the worst situations. What <laughs> yeah. bar shows will teach you is it could be a, 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 a giant Olive Garden-sized table of people having a full-blown conversation. If you start to talk about an individual at the table... Everyone stops because they just oh. got to know what you're going to say yeah. about the individual at the table, yeah. right? Because they know this person. So now it's interesting. And what will happen is if there's that, again, that once you've become background noise and there's just that that constant material rhythm mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it goes, man, what's your name? That uh. break snaps the whole room into they're not. That doesn't mean they're going to be on your side. It means they're going to give you about 15 seconds. Yeah. And if you can do something in that 15 seconds. That's funny. That's funny and grabs their attention yeah. back, that 15 seconds now buys you about 45 seconds. And if you don't do anything if, in that 15 yep. seconds, now you're... <laughs> now they're whole, really not now they're, <laughs> now they're annoyed. Now they're bothered. <laughs> you, you made them pay attention, and you didn't give them a reason to pay attention. Yep. So now you're just a thorn in their... Yeah. Yeah. In their ass, <laughs> which is what makes it scary too. To yeah, kinda but it, go because, in, yeah. yeah. So, an analogy, I guess, metaphor um, opportunity. We just had the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. right? What makes Patrick Mahomes so good? Was yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, what makes Patrick Mahomes so good is that if he looks out at the field and there's no one to throw to, he can just run it himself. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking out at the crowd and you're like, I have this whole wealth of material, really good material in my head, and there is nothing I can go to because they don't even give a shit that I'm up here, you go straight to crowd work, which brings them in. Yeah. You do something funny within that sort of 15-second snap moment where you have their attention. Buy yourself that 45 seconds. Then what I'll do is I'll go to something that's really short that I know gets a laugh every time. And then you go to that really short joke that gets a strong laugh. You get that strong laugh, and now they're kind of, they're like, okay, this is some, we haven't given a shit this entire show, yeah. but this guy's something different. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll kind of be there for you, and then if you just give them another one, after another one, after another one. And it's also happened, though, that you do your 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 quickest jokes that, that, are, that get to a hard punchline quick. Like, one-liners are great for that, just to get them on board yeah. and into the rhythm of now giving a shit that you're on stage. Then what can happen, and this has happened at Pineapples before, and some other shows, where you start to lose them again. Because they're just not a material group of people. Like, they need to be... Like, black rooms are very like this. Um, again, bar shows where people are drunk are really like this, because a lot of times drunk people can't hold on to a long <laughs> setup follow. like yeah they can't follow mm -hmm. a long setup and a long premise mm -hmm. so you start getting it you start to feel confident again and you start to do your material nope. and you just feel them <laughs> starting to float away again so what, what you end up doing is 
and, it, and it's again for someone who's new, it's it doesn't seem like it. You're just watching. Oh, this guy's just going up, and he just magically did better than everybody else. But once you get some experience, what you'll find is you'll watch a comic do some material. And I, again, I've had to do this to get myself out of a lot of trouble. Is do some material, do some crowd work to pull him back. Once you got them, do a little bit of material to kill some time, and because you, you know the the losing them is going to come again. Yeah. So, and then another thing that'll happen once you get more experienced is once you can, once you get comfortable enough with your material, you'll reach a point where you can tell your jokes without thinking about the joke. You can just, yeah. like on autopilot, just tell it like you're reading a script, yeah. right? So one of the things, and I've Again, this has happened to me at Pineapples, where I'm telling a joke, and while I'm in the middle of telling that joke, I'm not really paying attention to the joke. Mm-mm. I'm looking at the crowd, going, what's my next crowd work yes. thing? Because I'm going to need another crowd work thing, because they're going to yeah. stop paying attention in the, yeah, like in the next 30 seconds. And then I'll finish that joke, and then I'll do the crowd work thing to hold their attention, and then I'll tell another joke. And while I'm telling that joke, I'm not paying attention to that joke. I'm thinking about the next crowd work thing. Yeah. And it's all, and it sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. But once you once you get comfortable with your own material, you can kind of it's all a it's all a live action role play. Yeah, it's like fighting <laughs> a dragon. It's like the audience is this Hogwarts monster. Legacy. Yeah, uh, and you have to stay on top of it. But one thing is that also if you for me if I go into autopilot mode with jokes, I, then they stop working <laughs> because, because you're not paying, they, they can I'm not feel paying attention. They can tell that I'm just telling a joke without. Without any like oomph behind it, yeah. reciting it, they don't like that. Uh, and these are all night. I mean, and these are all like nightmare situations. <laughs> also, by the way, which yeah. I'm sure it's on. I mean, just talking about this stuff makes me anxious yeah. because <laughs> it really is like. And then with like pineapples, it's it's a free show, and it's it's pineapples. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of the people that go are just little stuck up twats that are you know it's like there's a lot of it's a douchey crowd a lot of times. <laughs> it's not my kind of crowd at all like the people i'm performing for are not the type of people that i would like to perform for it's true and jimmy's it's, making like the cardinal mistake of any like CEO. Oh, yeah. no. our customers are assholes no no I, Tommy Hilfiger. it's a it's <laughs> it's an awesome venue obviously and and so much so that people comics come from fucking tampa yeah to do it jacksonville, jacksonville yeah. everywhere it's yeah. a great venue but it's not specifically way, my type of folks can i take a moment and give you your flowers because i don't think we say this enough here oh. open mics was this magical room where what made melbourne comedy so special was that despite being this tiny scene in a small area we had this amazing room that was so good that it drew comics from all over the state to come to our little scene. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think anyone has said this yet, but you have recreated that magic couple with times over. Yeah. Moon Room. It's yeah. a legit room. And congratulations and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not only because it's also B-side. I mean, that, that yeah. B-side too, yeah. Yeah. Moon Room has a certain magic to it, though. No, it is. Mm-hmm. And That's most of the time, yeah. and it, the way we're talking about it now, it's like... Uh, the people that would be listening would think it's a nightmare room. Yeah. But it's not. No, it's great. There are times when it is yeah. uh, a <laughs> yeah. tough crowd. There's other, most nights, it's magical. Magical, yeah. killer. You have yeah. great yeah. sets and it's uh, you're on fire. But 
I mean, uh, but also you fall into that because, like, think about uh, open mics, mm-hmm. um, coffee lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just every week you'd yeah. go up. And, like, so much so that I've talked in the past about when I started, I was doing uh, Standard Collective and and Open Mice like Coffee Lounge. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Orlando with the material that I honed at those two locations mm-hmm. and ate my asshole. <laughs> you know? So it's like, well, the, that was so good. Yeah. So that what I did you do with the jokes? Though? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, with the <laughs> jokes, yeah. <laughs> so I would... Um, so sometimes that will happen with me. I'll go into pineapples thinking, okay, I feel comfortable here. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we don't have that kind of crowd. Yeah. You know, it's actually good. Yeah. I mean, I need to... The Really, at this point where I'm at, mm-hmm. the more tough crowds, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even though I, I go home, get upset, I walk off stage, <laughs> uh, pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can tell, like last Tuesday. People who know you can tell. Most well, last Tuesday I walked off stage, just so upset. Oh, because people were talking, yeah. and I made the mistake of just saying, "Who the fuck is talking?" Yeah, because I was angry. But yeah. the funny thing is that I kept it. I I almost hit the point where I lost my shit. Mm. Uh, I think it's almost fatigue because the last two weeks. Mm especially i've been just fucking going really really hard and just you hear the one voice you hear one (laughs) specific fucking voice and i heard it throughout my set and i really wanted to fucking just cut her head off like i I envisioned her like burning in a in a fire and uh and then it just got me and i i i'm grateful that i didn't they didn't flip on her but uh yeah it's uh I forgot what I was saying because I was I'm thinking about this girl again. You just reminded me of this great story that I can't wait to tell you. Tell, tell but Eric's about you, to say you, you know what's interesting? You said it on your podcast one time when mm-hmm. we were talking about doing crowd work, mm-hmm. how people can do crowd work and then there's an art of not go of going into your bit but not now sounding like you were just doing crowd work to segue to your bit and yeah that i hear that in my head sometimes a couple times mm-hmm. i've tried crowd work i'm like oh now now it's obvious you're going into a bit yeah. that's okay Part, though yeah. yeah yeah you're super early that's the yeah. thing well, also yeah. it's okay because like anyone that knows stand-up comedy will know oh okay he did crowd work to get himself into a bit mm-hmm. and if it's well done even though people know what you're doing they won't give a shit the the bottom line is that you got someone's attention that you didn't have before and now you have a chance to get them back in with a bit whether they know what you did or not does i don't think it matters too much well it it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily hurt but and i, I always bring up dean whenever <laughs> this is we've talked about dean yeah, times. Every one. podcast, but yeah just but fine. He's a when you <laughs> see it when you see it done masterfully you notice the difference yeah the, it's so much so that the audience doesn't know what's happening, but yes. you as a comic yeah. will go, "Holy shit!" Yeah, he just entered a bit and nobody realized he did it, yeah. and that's th- that'll take a long time. Yeah, um, but I, I'm still not there because I notice I'll do it. I will. You're good at it. Yeah. I, I'm not a 
when you see Dean, one day Dean will come yeah. <laughs> and you'll see Dean and you go, oh, Chris isn't that good at it. <laughs> Dean is like, it's it's so smooth. Really? It's, it's like that, it's like the, the, what's that thing with the frog in the boiling jazz. water? Oh. If oh. you, oh, jazz too, yeah. I like jazz. But yeah. But the frog, the, uh, uh, basically, if, if you put a frog in hot water. pepper water and yeah. then you slowly increase it, the frog will jump death, out. It won't know the difference. Yeah. But if you put it in hot water, then it'll, it'll jump out. My thing is I have to watch myself because I have a cadence. When I'm doing material, I have my rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I find yes. myself going, talking to somebody, and then I – and then this is – because Jimmy always talks about being present and how important <clears> it is to be present. And what will happen is th- the audience will feel the moment – where I go from actively talking to them to reciting something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can, it's so hard to make that transition yeah. smooth enough mm-hmm. to where they, they don't, don't realize it's happening. And also, if they don't yeah. mind, because if they're enjoying crowd work and then they see that transition into, into material, then the people that are they like into the crowd work, ah, oh, fuck, it's going back into a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a little bump, you're bumming the crowd out yeah. just mm-hmm. by doing yes. <laughs> material. Which is wild. Yeah. Question for you guys. Have you, for me, at my level, crowd work is like picking a fight. And mm-hmm. you better be ready to fight. And, like, go back. At every level, it's picking a fight. Have you ever seen someone pick that crowd work fight and then now they're just getting annihilated? Absolutely. By the, like, that's a concern of mine. Like, if absolutely. I go into something, I want to make sure I got an out, yeah. hopefully, and not well, get annihilated absolutely. by the guy in his chair. But yeah. you don't need to make it a fight. Like, the, when I do crowd work, when I do successful crowd work, or not, I don't do it in a confrontational way. I just start talking to someone. But I think by fight, do you mean that the audience member might say something, something funnier, funnier than, than what yeah. you said? Oh, and yeah. how it, or you don't have a comeback to. Or yeah. just yeah. something yeah. benign. And you're just well, like, he oh. just asks another question. Yeah. That's okay. what I've been starting to do. Because okay. like, I just started doing that because like I was I had that same fear. Like, what if, what if they say something and I don't have anything to say back? Then you just keep talking. Okay. And, and then eventually you'll think. Something. And one thing is, and then again, that just comes with confidence. If you say something and they give you, like, if you tell somebody, like, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" and they're just like, "I'm a stenographer," and you just go, well, "There's nothing fucking interesting about that." <laughs> the fact that you acknowledge it, yeah. they'll laugh at the fact that. Yeah. Okay. But then you have they to have bomb. something. You else. have to then have something because else to it's follow. not a good look if yeah. the conversation is, "What do you do for a living?" A sten- stenographer. Oh man, that's fucking boring. Anyway, <laughs> like you need something, so that's where you go into another question. But I'll tell you how I, I, I guys started with crowd work was, and I've <laughs> told this story before. But um, when we were doing old school pizza, and this pineapples has been good for me because when I first started coming into pineapples, I kind of built a reputation quickly as the guy that comes to pineapples and just like murders the room. But what happened very quickly is because Pineapples has a, re- a repeating audience. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the same people every week. <clears throat> and what happened is the first, like, four weeks, I would come in and just murder every time because I was doing crowd work and material that they'd never heard before. Mm-hmm. So after a while, now I'm coming in and I'm doing crowd work, and they pretty much know all the material that I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So now you have to now start to be, A, I have to start writing new material, and I have to start being more inventive with the stuff that I'm saying to them, right? Yeah. Um, so what helped me with crowd work was <clears throat> I would come into Old School Pizza. And this was during the pandemic, Old School Pizza was the only place open. 
So I was going to old school pizza, and they had all heard my jokes a thousand times. So it was it was pointless to tell your jokes. So what I would do is I first started out saying, all right, I'm going to work on crowd work. So I would first come in with no plan, no plan whatsoever, with a notebook. And I would get there early, and I would sit, and I would write about the people in the room. Like actually write material about the people in the room. Then I'd go up with that piece of paper in my hand, Mm-hmm. And I would do five minutes of pre-written crowd work. <laughs> and the, you, you'd write about the audience in the room, yeah, or like the, previous the, comics. No, the audience. The audience. Well, also the previous. Well, old school pizza had such a no audience. Yeah. It was half the comics <laughs> in the room the comics, <laughs> for the audience. Okay, yeah. So then I did that for like a couple months, and then I got to a point where I stopped showing up early. I would just show up right when the show started, and take maybe ten minutes. To write a few things down, yeah. do that, and then I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm not coming with a plan at all. You know, so I just staged it, and that happened over about a ten month period. Damn! But that was every Wednesday for ten months straight, just doing that process mm. over and over because it was the pandemic. There's nothing yeah. else to do, and that's kind of what got you to the. That's what got me to the point right now, now where, with no plan, I can get on stage uh, and just. You know, talk mm-hmm. to the crowd and really come up with stuff. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that'll help you when you're new and you're nervous about, I don't want to engage with these people because who knows? If you sit down beforehand and scan the room mm-hmm. and write specific things down that you know is going to work, like, yeah. all right, this guy has a horrible hat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write something about his hat, right? Yeah. So once you start to engage with that guy, if he says like he doesn't know that you have a 12-gauge shotgun about his hat in your back pocket. <laughs> so if you say something oh, to him yeah. and he comes back with a clever comeback, oh, you're going to look like the genius <laughs> for destroying him with the hat comment. But little does anybody in the room know, you wrote this 30 minutes ago. So you're and you've been preparing to annihilate this guy yeah. with his hat. That's right. right. But you're, you're waiting for him to say something. You're kind of yeah, loaded yeah. up. You're not... Always yeah. planning on saying, well, because no, it doesn't have to, to be, it yeah, it doesn't have to be confrontational, okay. like Jimmy yeah. said. You can just be doing mm-hmm. regular, funny crowd work. But you if the it. guy that you start with yeah. comes back with a, because a lot of people, so many people, like the guy, um, the one guy at Pineapples who was there with some girl that wasn't his wife, and his, he was the <laughs> yeah. guy that was the hotel manager. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember that yeah. night, yeah. but he just kept talking, and at one point. He was like, because that was the night I was hosting. And he was like, well, I'm the funniest guy in here. And I took the stool and I walked it to the side of the stage where he was, sat it down in front of him. And I was like, well, now that you said that, I have to prove you wrong. And I said it in the microphone. And me and him went back and forth. And when I finally, I think I ended up saying, he was like, he said something about like how, he was like, you know, I, I I manage hotels. And I was like, well, do you own hotels? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, then you're a manager. Stop talking like you have a big dick. And the audience laughed. And I went back to, you know, doing stuff. And it it was one of those, like, sometimes you'll get that audience member that wants to prove something. And you got to be prepared to, you know, go back and forth with them. But again, when you're new, that's, that's not your responsibility usually. Because that night I was the host, and I had to break him down before we started to bring other comics up. Because he was going to do that shit all night. If yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wait. Was that Bob? 
Bill? I think so. I think it was Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Bill, wait, was he front center? He was right in the middle of the He was the front on the side by like that exit door. You know, oh, okay. That so right that was somewhere corner. else. That was, was it Bill? I don't know if that was his no, name. No, that was somewhere. That was some other guy. Okay. But uh, <laughs> let me uh, say this. If you come out, you get introduced and you take command of the stage really early mm-hmm. and you look confident yeah. and you start your first joke confidently, a lot of this can be avoided just by like, hey. Yeah. I'm doing stand-up now. I'm in control. You're going to listen to me. You hit them with something good in the beginning. Even if you're trying new material, you get them with something good. And if you can think of something funny when you're waiting to go on stage Mm -hmm. and you can hit them with that right away, bam, okay. You got their attention right off the bat. The quicker you can get the... The quicker I can get the audience's attention, the more I can hold on to them. At least long enough to... For them to, like, pay attention. And then I might... If it's a tough crowd i might lose them down the line yeah but if i can come out you know with that bde yeah <laughs> and lay down a good first joke and then okay i got him a lot of the times that was last the whole the whole yeah. set mm-hmm. and um so i mean the like, stuff like this doesn't happen that i mean yeah. it happens mm-hmm. a lot at yeah. open mics and stuff yeah that's yeah, why i love doing showcase uh, ticketed shows are fucking great because they yeah. they're buying a ticket to see a show that they, they're all there with the primary purpose of watching a comedy show yeah. instead of like hey do you want to come to pineapples there's a comedy sh- I mean, I'm not picking on pineapples yeah but anywhere hey do you want to come here there's a it's you know an open mic night but they're there because they want to get drunk but yeah. the the background drop is comedy it's yeah, always yeah. It's always harder. I remember when I first started doing comedy, I went into the moon room and you're like, oh, this isn't good. I'm like, what's, what's the matter, Jimmy? You're like, everybody's lined up at the bar. It's early. They're all at the bar. I'm like, well, what's that mean? You're like, that means they're not here for the comedy. Yeah. They're here. This is a drinking crowd. They're a comedy crowd tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sure enough, it really, the vibe you could tell, it yeah. a different vibe. You know? mm-hmm. Also, it's like, I need to care less. About like it's like just go up and do my eight minutes. Because the thing is, you also got to remember that it's not your. And this is hard because you want to put on a good show as the person running the show, but you're also running essentially an open mic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the fact that it's hard on the comics is actually good for them. Like you're you're weirdly running a boxing gym. Mm-hmm. So the That's fact that doing, the yeah. AC's not working today and they're sweating, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's bad, but it's, it's good. good too. Yeah. yeah, you know. So, but not that if something shitty, you should just let it happen. But for me, I know yeah. let it happen. Let it happen. And for me, it's like as far as being a comedian, if, I, if something goes wrong, Melbourne, Florida is the place where I want things to go wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Not one set I do in Melbourne, Florida is going to make or break no. at all. Not one of them. The one with the real estate convention that yeah. Jay runs that has yeah. 300 people there. I right. could have bombed my ass off for 20 minutes and wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. It just wouldn't so, have mattered. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. So, so I need to remember that. I feel like most... Honestly, I mean, almost all Florida, Florida, yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, no, no, you go to New right, York, right those mics don't matter. Yeah, like nothing matters. <laughs> well, like, the <laughs> shows in Orlando do matter because you can get booked on them and get on shows that are paid or just bigger shows where people are going to see you. Hmm. In Melbourne, I guess you're not going to do a show in Melbourne and get booked on something. Hmm. Okay. I don't want to say that though. I mean, I I would say. 
I wouldn't dis- I see I don't put Melbourne below Orlando at all. Um I've I've been paid like monetarily I've made more money in Bavard County than I've made in Orlando. Me so, too, but it's been through me making the moves. Yeah. Um and but that's how you kind of do it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, even you go to Orlando, it's from you making moves. Yeah. Well, it's from you know? me doing comedy and doing well at it. I get booked for other shows. In Melbourne, yeah. it's me setting up a show and having to do it. Oh no! So no, for me, I don't. I I don't book shows, and I get I make more money in Brevard County than I've made in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, from reaching out. To, yeah, from from reaching yeah. out and from getting booked on. I mean, like I said, the, the, I did a private show. Shows. Yeah, a private show. I made three hundred fifty bucks. Right. For, you so know, you've never been minutes. booked for a show because of how you've done in a room like Pineapples or Iron Elk or anything like that, right? Open mics, yes. Open mics, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, because here's the other thing that you, you never want to forget. Pineapples is drawing all the people that would be in Orlando, yeah. you know, for the most part. Yeah, other than, true. like, you know, the... To do something. Because yeah, there's to nothing do to do in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah so on Tuesday night, it's too. easy. Like, like, we've been having... I don't run ads for it anymore. There's mm-hmm. nothing else to do in Melbourne yeah. on a Tuesday night, and now enough people know about pineapples where people are just going to show up. Yeah. Uh, it's easy. Mm-hmm. So, here's, so here's a show I want to tell you guys about, because I, I almost forgot that I did this. Let me check my calendar and double-check what day it was. So this past week, I did, I did the uh, Arts Garage which is a really cool venue in uh, South Florida. Okay. It's like... Um, is it one of those don't tell? It's about Pom- no, this wasn't one of those. This was at a... Uh, it's, it's literally in a it's, a... it's a parking garage. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's... Uh, but at the, the bottom of the parking garage is this little art gallery with a black box theater and then a larger theater inside of it. Oh, okay. But it's literally below a parking garage. Wow. Right? Um, and... I did not know this, but the show it was a, it was a part of like a festival kind of thing. So number one, just just to give you a, a, a story that'll happen, I'm at work in Merritt Island, and I look at my calendar, and the vast majority of shows start at seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. So I'm at work at Merritt Island at nine o'clock in the morning, not thinking anything of it. I forget to check the itinerary because I've worked for Arts Garage multiple times before. So I'm like, all right, Arts Garage, show starts at 8, I'll be down there, whatever. I look at the itinerary, I go on stage at 1245. Oh, what? In West Palm Beach. (laughs) Wait, AM? Yeah, like in the noon. Like noon, yeah, yeah, noon. Wait, noon? Noon, yeah, yeah, (laughs) noon. So. I'm in Merritt Island and it's ten o'clock in the morning. No way! <laughs> and I gotta be on stage in West Palm Beach at twelve forty-five. Three-hour drive. It's least, it's right? uh, about two and a half. Two so I mean, I ha- I literally <clears throat> dropped what I was doing, sent like the text. I gotta take today off. <laughs> oh, damn. Jumped in the car and when I clicked it in the GPS, it was like your arrival time is twelve fifteen or something <laughs> like that, oh, right? No and I just. Oh. 90 miles an hour to West Palm Beach. <laughs> so I get there, and I get there by the time I park and everything. Again, I'm supposed to be on at 1245. I get there at like 1225. Mm-hmm. 
and I get there. Turns out it's a Palm Beach County Chamber of Commerce event. Oh, okay. So it's an it's an all day event. So there's um, a jazz band. There's poets. There's speaker multiple speakers, and I'm there to do comedy right after lunch. Oh. So, which is very different. I did, I've done, I did stand up for the Melbourne Chamber of Commerce, actually at the Duran Golf Club. And I did, so I opened for Frankie Paul. And it's such a weird experience because A, it's a business crowd. So even if it's people that otherwise would laugh, people behave very differently in a business environment. Oh, yeah. So if you say an off color joke, that they would normally die laughing at at home, but you say it in front of them and their boss and a client that they work with, it's just people just behave very differently. And my material, I don't have very much... I don't have fart jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's yeah. more heavy hitting stuff. Were you supposed to do clean or? Um, yeah, but I didn't. So I, I I didn't I didn't say the f word. Okay. I don't. But the thing is, if you if you if you listen to my act, mm-hmm. I don't really talk about sex explicitly in mm-hmm. any way. Yeah. I I don't talk about drugs. Mm-hmm. You know. No, you're a pretty clean comic. Yeah. Too. So if I just remove the cursing, yeah, I can do my material in front of the majority of crowds. Yeah. But what happens is, so like, again, the chamber is such a weird, it's just weird. Mm. And it's not, it's cool because they tend to pay okay. Um, And I like the challenge of being put in a position where, all right, how am I going to make this work? You know? And Frankie Paul did way better than me just Mm. because, like, his style is a more old school, like, you know, relaxed, yeah, kind of style in front of those audiences. Um, but, and again, it's just weird because, like, you're looking out at people. So, like... Oh, it's li- the, the audience is all lit up? Well, it's all, the audience is all lit up, and it's people I know. And, if, <laughs> have, like, like we're... Uh, our business is a member of the Melbourne Chamber. I've uh, been to meetings with these people. That's a nightmare. And then so the, the I fact know, that it's lit up... It, yeah, and you're looking dead at them. <laughs> yeah, and then they're even more afraid to... Yeah. It's better when the crowd is dark because then they can laugh a little bit. And it's at the freaking golf club. It's light outside. (laughs) You know, fuck that. Um, And I know, like my, (laughs) like my, you know, my my uh, fucking my racial jokes are coming like yeah. I know they're coming oh, yeah. and yeah. I'm already one of the few black people in the chamber so these people are slightly <laughs> awkward anyway yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know that they're gonna like, <laughs> like it's, you just see it all coming as you're as you're performing so I knew what that experience was kind of like but one of the worst things is going up in a variety show because what what happened to me so I, again I'm down at West Palm Beach it's the West Palm Beach Chamber of Commerce event and there's this like beautiful jazz band playing before me, uh. <laughs> like just they're just playing like Sam Smith songs. Oh, and no. uh. I think they played they played Childish Gambino's Red Bone <laughs> on the saxophone, <laughs> like just cool, right? oh it's cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then lunch, right? Yeah, lunch. There, so this jazz is all playing while they're eating lunch. Oh no! And then before they're done. So as they announce me, people are still like, I hear the crunching of like chips, right? <laughs> oh, man. And they go, and we have a comedian for you guys, Chris Robinson. And they bring me up. Wow. 
And I start telling, and the first couple of jokes, like they're laughing, but I can just feel them just starting to clam up as I get into topics that are just like, mm, this is inappropriate. And, you know, why are you saying? And again, this is a room full of adults. Yeah. I'm not I'm not talking about sex. Yeah. I'm I think the worst word I said on stage was shit. It was it was like it was t- you could I said all cuz I learned this actually from Afrotainment what words you can't say on TV. I kept it television clean. So these are grown people. I'm yeah. only saying stuff you could get away with saying on television. Yeah. yeah. And just because of that just freaking Thing yeah. where people are being phony you just feel it start also, to it's 12 40 yeah 40 I mean, in the afternoon but here's the only a, thing a though jazz band open for you yes <laughs> but also though and you're you're right that does affect it but it was in a black box theater so even though it was the middle of the day it felt yeah. right it felt dark yeah. it felt right no windows and yes. yeah no windows and like the <laughs> funny funny enough it was two older black ladies in the audience that were just huffing and puffing the whole time like this like at one point I said some joke about women and this is the other annoying thing (laughs) because again this isn't a regular room yeah these are this is a chamber of commerce thing so when I make my jokes about women these women are probably on some sort of committee of women in business. Like oh, it's just it's yeah. it's one of those uh, those things. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. So <laughs> I said something, and this old again this older black woman in the front was like, oh, like what she said. She said something like, <laughs> "What's your wife's number? I need to talk to your wife." Oh. Right again in the middle of my set. Right, oh, that's great. and it got to the point I was losing them to the point where there was a couple of jokes that just like really bombed, except for with a couple of individual people, right? And I was able to do some crowd work and keep it kind of together with the people that were on board. It was very much so a stick and move kind of situation, just trying to stay alive. And at one point, Mm. and this is where like, I was super annoyed at old black ladies after this set, because one old black lady in the back of the room literally goes in the middle of my set. She goes, you're not going to get invited back. Oh. Right? <laughs> oh. Oh. And at that what point... A, what a threat. At that point... I know, right? <laughs> so at that point, I stop. It was the first time I've ever done... I was like, this is either going to blow up or I'll kind of win them back over a little bit. I stopped. And I addressed her specifically. And I said, what did I say that was so offensive? What did I say, bitch? Because <laughs> I, I really wanted to... The one thing that... <laughs> the, the really bad thing about being in that type of situation is they would never allow you to really get combative with an audience member. Uh-huh, so it's yeah. a really delicate mm, situation, yeah. right? Because <clears throat> if it was a comedy club, I would just rip into yeah, her. You could, yeah. But no, because not it's there. not that, I want to address her, but I have to do it in such a way that it's it's more of a jujitsu thing rather than just punching her in the face with it so I said what did I say that was so offensive and she was like where do I start and I was like give me one and she kind of hemmed and hawed because I didn't say anything that was that I just didn't were you annoyed huh were you annoyed yeah but I I, I, did did you show it no not that much but I I was just stern 
but not like threatening just like what did i say that was so offensive and she and in that moment where she hemmed and hawed i did this i have this thing that i do in my act where i say like you know i travel all over the place i do comedy in front of all different types of people and my conclusion is i don't care what the joke is if it's funny and it's not rooted in hatred if it's not coming from a place of hatred yes i don't care what the joke is if it's funny you should be able to laugh and you should be able to tell the joke if you don't hate that group of people you should be able to tell the joke and in that moment where she like hemmed and hawed on what did i say that was so offensive i gave her two seconds she didn't really have an answer and then i went right into that and the whole room applauded when i finished that statement and then i went straight from that into the next joke and continued and that really kind of silenced it but it was not like i survived that was one of those sets Mm -hmm. where i barely got out of there that's a nightmare set. okay so did you get free food um no but i got i mean i got got paid paid. yeah yeah. Yeah. so it was like uh, i think and it wasn't even that great i got 150 bucks for like 25 minutes that's uh, you Um, know that's i would love that did how was the drive home (laughs) um it was it was cool honestly like i was I was annoyed. Like, yeah. I just wish... The only thing that I wish was that I would get... Because there's so many... Th- the one thing is, like, there's so many things that I could say that it's just... I'm trying to delicately... Because Arts Garage... So this wasn't Arts Garage. This was the chamber doing it. Arts Garage is awesome. Mm. They're the ones that put me on the same show. So Marissa that um, does the comedy down there, they have a... They have an open mic. I don't I don't know what night it is, but if you look it up, Arts Garage, if you look them up, you can see what night their open mic is. I think I've seen a- flyers. Yeah. No, a- apparently, their open mic is, like, mm. packed every week. Or, no, mm. it's, I think it's monthly. But it, but it's, like, a big room, and it's packed. So if you want to go down to South Florida, to the West Palm Beach area, yeah. and want to make a lot of contacts really fast, reach out to Marissa and get on that Arts Garage open mic, because apparently a ton of comics show up, and the room is packed. Mm. Like, pa- like when I say packed, that room probably seats 150 people. Oh man! Oh, wow. For an open mic. For an open mic. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, that's a yeah, that's a <laughs> that would, going, that's right? a great one to do. Um, and again, so that's the room where JJ Walker from Good Times, she put me on a show with him, and I got to perform with him. I got to, so I've done some really cool yeah. stuff with them. So I didn't. If this was just a thing that I was there and I would never be back at this venue ever again, I'd have ripped that woman apart. Mm. But it's like, this is Arts Garage. I don't, even if this set doesn't go that well, I want to do something serviceable yeah. to where they can't, like, look, those audience, that audience was kind of a dick. It wasn't you. Yeah. You know, I was just trying to get out of there get and do it. my job, do what I was paid yeah. to do and <clears> get <throat> out of there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, even something as simple as, like, there, and, the, again, it's the kind of the reason why these people are so stuck up. It was... It was like the chamber, like the Palm Beach Chamber's best of leaders or whatever. It was like a whole, it was like a group thing. And they arrived on like a charter bus Mm -hmm. and they were going around the city doing, it was like chamber day or some sort of weird thing. Um, And again, during my set when I was just kind of talking to them, they brought up the point of like, you know, yeah, we're the the best of the best this and that at the Mm -hmm. Palm Beach Chamber. And what I wanted to say to them was like, like, once they were being shitty, I wanted to be like, Palm Beach County is full of billionaires. Like, Jeffrey Epstein and his friends oh. live down here. There's no way the best of Palm Beach County 
arrives anywhere on a fucking charter bus. <laughs> so shut up thinking that you're the best of the best of Palm Beach County. You're nothing. Yeah. There's Until literally you have an island where yeah, you molest there, children. There were Rolls Royces <laughs> parked on the street outside, and you pulled up on a party bus, <laughs> and you think you're better than me because you're the best of the Palm Beach Chamber. Oh, you're fuck nothing. yourself. Yeah. I would have screamed. You're nothing. <laughs> you and guys I, are nothing. And I and again, they don't know because people. One of the things that I, I I'm learning is that people people have this certain perspective of artists. Of from any genre, mm-hmm. they assume they're all starving, nobody people, and you know, you are here to entertain us, yeah. type of thing, right? And what these people don't know is that again, my family owns a successful business. I'm a part of a chamber of commerce. Yeah, I've I've been to these meetings. I've been an ambassador for the Cocoa Beach Chamber of Commerce. I know for a fact that the best of the best people. Mm-hmm. Don't go to these chamber things. Mm. They send someone from their office to go to the chamber. I'm the guy from this company that goes to chamber stuff so that my dad doesn't have to go to chamber stuff. So the fact that you guys have this arrogant attitude in this room, I'm like, none of you own the companies that you work. Nobody that is the best in the best of Palm Beach County walks around with a name tag on. They're, they're in the Bahamas. Like, yeah, they're in the Bahamas. They're on a boat somewhere. Yeah. So stop this pompous attitude. They, they would have... Like, yeah, they, they would have been they, furious. They, they would have ruined like, the whole... It, like, like Fresh Prince? Yeah, like Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff. Jeff. Exactly. So I did, like, all of that's going through my head to just roast them. But it's like, I, I want to come back. I love Arts yeah. Garage. I want to do their other... This is not Arts Garage. This is them. Yeah. So let me just relax and swallow just it, swallow it take and it, suffer through it. So on the way home, I'm just... I'm doing the set to myself that oh, I would have done. It's one of those drives. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like you were stuck in Life 101. <laughs> yeah. You know your audience, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, this audience. But and the thing that's so weird is like... And it's such a, it's such a, the thing that I hate about it, it's such a phony room full of wannabe artsy people. Because the thing that's funny to me was the guy that followed me was a poet. And. He didn't know it. He did. (laughs) Sorry. And he did this whole poem about like police, police brutality. He's this older black guy with dreads and did this poem about police brutality and all this other shit, right? So I'm like, wait a minute. So you guys can handle heavy topics. Just can't make fun of it. As long as it's from the perspective of a victim. Mm -hmm. But I, who am also a black man, am up here talking about the barely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also up here talking about heavy topics. Yeah. But from a perspective of bringing some levity to it. Right. Yeah. So this is offensive. Yeah. But people but see black that people as getting shot by the cops, but as long as it's from detail. a graphic detail <laughs> yeah. and it's from a victim's perspective, people that's okay. S- people it's see like, that as minimizing how bad it is, but it's yeah. not. It's just pu- giving it levity for a yeah. little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you guys aren't even like you aren't patrons of the arts. They you have these things comedy. in your head that you think are acceptable. And as long as the performers behave in that box that you think it's okay to behave in, exactly. then it's okay. Nailed but it. if you see something that you don't, that they don't fit what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So what's wild is you're a room full of middle-aged white people that are so woke that you get upset at a black guy for saying something that yeah. you don't think he's allowed to say. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, what the fuck are yeah. you guys? 
It's just, it's not, it's like, it's like a mulligan as far as like comedy because it's like, that is an impossible task to do comedy with that kind of audience and that kind of setting. You're competing with the view that's on TV. It's like a terrible time. Yeah. Awful. It's like absolutely a nightmare. Well, so the funny thing, and again, it's always like airplane food. The thing that's frustrating, the thing that's frustrating is that they. Like they, like for example, and, and get, my thing that I hate is when people laugh and then turn on you. It's like once you laugh, yeah. I know who you are. Yeah. Mm. So I open. So I, I open. I say, so what? What is this group, right? And they're like, oh, we're the, again, like we're the best of Palm Beach County, and da da da. We're selected by the <laughs> chamber for Palm whatever. Beach right? County. And I was like, okay. So and I I, I wanted to go because again, I know the audience. I was going to go into marriage material. I said, who in here is married? Right, and they raise their hand, and the first one I think where it started, somebody being annoyed was like it was like one of the the, the person I selected to start going through the material was he he was married, but he's a gay guy. Oh boy! So he's a husband. <laughs> so the, my material wouldn't work. My material is about my wife, so it's yeah. the differences between men and women. Yeah. So I had to move on to someone else, right? So I went to move on from him to someone else, and they were like, "Oh well, none of our spouses are here. Like this is a work thing." Yeah. And I was like, "Wait, so." Oh, None of the smartest and brightest people could have married another smart and bright person. Oh. <laughs> smart and bright people just married dumbass, useless people. <laughs> and the that? room laughed. Yeah, oh. and the room laughed. Yeah. So it's like once you guys laugh at that, you're not offended by the rest of the shit I said. Yeah. You just know that in this environment, we're not supposed. And what's always funny about crowds like that is there was one guy. In the- there was one guy in the back of the room on the left side. And one guy in the back of the room on the right side that died, that were dying the whole time. <laughs> They're like, on the outside. Yeah, There's no they coincidence. Thought, they thought that it was funny. Like they even thought me offending people was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were like, This well, that is fucking is hilarious that he's like offending these assholes. And then at the end of the night, um, when we were leaving, one of the ladies from the chamber walked up to me and she shook my hand. She was like, that was great. And she was like, you gave them something to talk about on the bus ride. Uh. <laughs> so she was like, she was all excited because I'm, I'm sure they talked so much shit about me on the bus on the way back to oh, wherever they were going. Bus, yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I was so annoyed at like, you got like the smartest and the brightest in Palm Beach County one of the richest counties in the south and you came here on a bus go fuck yeah. yourself like it's just oh. but yeah so I did that Jesus <laughs> Florida just Florida in general is I mean, if you listen to like a lot of comedy podcast people hate coming to Florida yeah. we're, we're get we're starting comedy well you know or mm. we're doing comedy mm-hmm. in the worst state for yeah comedy you know what i will say though <laughs> what i actually feel the opposite let uh-huh. me tell you why i'm gonna I'm, I'm the jimmy in this situation okay. <laughs> where i'm just saying the opposite <laughs> but, i do like but doing here's it. why i think i think most of the people who you see that are famous comics are new york and la people yeah so they're super liberal people so they come to florida and what they do doesn't relate because their super liberal shit doesn't work here. Yeah. Well, but what I find as a Florida comic, I hate New York audiences when I went. Do you? Because they're easily offended. They get all sensitive about shit. New York City audiences? The experience that I had, like yeah. at the at the at the cellar yeah. and St. Mark's. If you if if you're talking shit about like straight white males yeah, you can them. say the most disgusting most brutal thing in the yeah. world yeah. I got some friends in DC and it's the yeah. same thing yeah. so, like they, they they don't like any yeah. 
I did I did a, I did my freaking mm. stupid Ukrainian joke about like the mail order brides thing yeah. with the Ukrainian women and it was like <laughs> I'm like you guys just laughed at a man getting fucked in the ass <laughs> but this simple setup that involves oh it's punching down and yeah. it's like oh fuck yourself and that's why comics from New York come down here every comic that's come down here from New York that I've seen they struggle here because they get on stage and they do their NPR TED talk thing yeah and it bombs, no, and even they're like, funny, com- funny comics that aren't liberal or conservative have trouble. They just don't like Florida. I just think, I think that in general, crowds in Florida kind of suck. They're just not. Mm-hmm. Florida people aren't good people. There's a, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just a Jimmy lot of shit on his own room. He shit on his own, no, like, own state. There's just <laughs> a lot of shitty. A lot of shitty people. Even when I went, Jimmy's like the people in my house where I went. To, <laughs> fuck them. In fact, you guys. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents are fucking assholes. <laughs> when uh, when I went to upstate New York, mm-hmm. and I just did a couple open mics, I, f- I felt like I was on steroids because mm-hmm. like the crowd was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like that's why I want to travel. I was just listening to a podcast. Um, where they're talking about like you to get good at comedy, you need to go to every state, mm-hmm. and like that's kind of what I've been putting off. When mm-hmm. I've had opportunities that people have presented me with to go to different states, I haven't done it. But like that's I want to get a taste of what <clears throat> what fucking Utah is like. Yeah. I want to get a taste of what Pennsylvania is like, Ohio, yeah. Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, you know fucking san antonio Mm -hmm. just like different tastes because like right now i'm just getting such a concentrated sample of a certain type of audience and i can i can feel like florida audiences have a little zest you know a little have a personality Mm -hmm. obviously it varies but also it's like orlando's a little better because i mean like melbourne's like a certain type of audience yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. you know what i mean sure. it's like and as much as you're saying that about like uh, like liberal crowds are very tough like mm-hmm. the liberal woke crowds yeah. fucking suck because you can't joke about anything yeah Con- like melbourne crowds you can't talk about anything that's kind of liberally yeah they don't like that <laughs> yeah. and they'll so it's like there's just, i feel like what new york city has is like at least a, a big enough sample size where you can make That's fun true, of yeah. whatever and there'll be people in the crowd that are cool with it. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like with like Melbourne, I know what what they're not going to laugh at. Mm-hmm. There's just certain things yeah. that they won't laugh at. Like what I learned and that Gregory's taught me this is like there's nothing... that like, Gregory's taught me how to perform for older white people. Ugh. And there's nothing conservative older white people like more than a young black dude just throwing out some red meat they love that shit you like, mean like a black but, guy making fun of like millennials yeah. oh yeah and yeah, making yeah. fun of like mm-hmm. you know what shitty liberal people like they and just again, love we've talked about this you do not want to get you do not want well we argued about this how yeah. like Gregory's uh, it's good to be able to make old white people laugh. Yeah. But I don't think you should ever be writing material For or them. crafting your set to make the, those fuck rich Florida douchebags laugh. 
Because <laughs> fuck them. Well, I mean, if I went in and did anything about mental health at Gregory's, it would f- fall flat on its face. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, could, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they don't have an open mind about that kind of stuff. They yeah. don't even want to entertain it. That's yeah. what bonds me out. Like, I, I like this. People are coming out to hear the absurd. They're coming out and they're yeah. open to hearing comedy. But mm-hmm. I, I get saddened when they, they're they not willing to abandon and laugh at their own positions. Yeah. Even yeah. when you highlight yeah. the absurdity of They're like yeah. laughing at other people. Yeah. yeah. Like That's I, annoying. I got a joke that in the same joke, it's pro-abortion and it's pro-gun in the same joke. Yeah. I've seen me lose both the left and the right in that bit. Yeah. yeah. They, they, the, the liberals are like, oh, cool, it's pro-abortion. But then I'm like, yeah, you keep your guns. And they're like, oh. No. Yeah. And it's like, no, that the both it's both absurd. And it's both yeah. funny. Yeah. And right. It was designed for both of y'all to laugh and come together. Yeah. That's not what a lot of crowds in Florida yeah. like to do. They don't yeah. like to come together. Yeah. And they also don't like laughing at something. The way they feel, they have such strong opinions about stuff. This is just people in general that they can't laugh at it because them laughing at something that they disagree with yeah. is showing that they're wrong about it. Mm-hmm. Or it's just they're so... Or that the other of, side has any merit whatsoever. Yeah. Like, right. if you laugh a yeah. little bit, you're acknowledging that the other side at least right. kind of has a point. Also, it's agreeing with it in their yeah. minds. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can laugh at something I don't d- agree with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can laugh at, at some someone that's making fun of a topic and taking an angle that I don't yeah. agree with. And that's also comedy is, like, you're look a comedian looking at, a, at something at an angle that you may not Definitely agree that, with. That way, yeah. And then also it's, like... <clears throat> You can laugh at it. Yeah. You don't have. Mm-hmm. You're not signing a contract that these are my new beliefs. You're yeah. just yeah. laughing at the take. And it's also it's for me. I like watching a comedian that is taking an angle I don't agree with yeah. and making it funny because yeah. that's cool. Yeah. And yeah. it's also like I'm not voting for this guy in November. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> just watching him. Yeah. I'm watching him tell jokes. Who yeah. gives a shit what he believes? Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit what his stance is? Yeah. That's. I'm not at a. If I was an audience member, I'm going to go being like, let, first and foremost, let me make sure I agree with his viewpoints. Yeah. yeah. Second off, if I do agree with his viewpoints, then I'll entertain uh, uh, laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Just people suck. But so much of what, uh, like, it's weird because there's, there's two levels where comedy sort of happen. And as you, as you work with more, as you work with more higher level comics, you'll start to see it. There's the, and this is what New York does have that's great, where you're absolutely right. New York has people who just go to a comedy club because they like comedy, yeah. Yeah. and they just want to experience whatever's happening. Yeah. And that's a uniquely, open. yeah, like yeah. big city kind of thing. When you go on, when you work clubs, what you'll find <clears throat> is comics have their audience mm-hmm. that come to see them. And the people that come to see D.L. Hughley, for example, have a specific point of view, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. they're looking to hear a specific point of view. And he could shit yeah. on Trump for 45 minutes of his hour, yeah, and that's fine. Because, and yeah. yeah, And even people that did vote for Trump, if they're fans of D.L. Hughley... They're okay with, yeah, with DL shitting doing, on him, that's and also his thing. DL is going to be fucking funny, yeah. making fun of Donald yeah. Trump, mm-hmm. and like, uh, like the same way, the opposite way. If someone's making fun of a politician, also I yeah. don't really give a fuck about politics. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if I did, and they were making fun of a politician that I voted for, or like, you know, any, mm-hmm. I wouldn't give a shit yeah. if they're being yeah. funny. Yeah. But yeah. like outside of that, 
outside of a crowd coming to see someone like Dale Hughley, mm-hmm. you're gonna, and then especially in the state of Florida, if you if you get political and they don't agree with it, all of a sudden, and that's, mm-hmm. but like that's like something like you have to be, to, to, like if your plan is to be a comedian mm-hmm. that's touring the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't. You have to be unapologetic with your takes, yeah. no yeah. matter what. You can't like. Don't on. cater your act to. Okay, I'm in Florida. I better not touch on liberal topics or mm-hmm. attack conservative ideas, because that, because that that is poisonous for you. But uh, I don't really talk about that kind of stuff anyway, mm-hmm. so it doesn't affect me. But I kind of feel in general. Apart from like the different tapes you takes you have on like different social issues, political issues, all that stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like human nature is the same anywhere you go. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's some crowds in uh, certain parts of the country that kind of suck, maybe who mm-hmm. maybe aren't as open to certain ideas and stuff. But in general, on the whole, the yeah. crowd, the same the same type of crowd that you'd see in Florida, you'd also see in fucking Massachusetts. True. Yeah. Else, yeah. No. You know, uh, but uh, I guess it, it depends. I mean, if you're well, hitting all you, social you issues, you pick the one part of the Northeast that's <laughs> basically the Florida of the Northeast. <laughs> like, <Right>. Boston's <laughs> a bunch of racist old white people too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you pick the well, Boston <laughs> could be liberal as well. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. some pockets of it. So yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on what you're talking about. But I think, it, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel like you gain the same amount as a comic, like mm-hmm. right. Um, I think you'd face the same kind of um, uh, battles. I think in any any state you go, personally. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, but I mean, there has to be something to like a bunch of comedians always like dreading Florida. Yeah, yeah, I've heard heard that a lot. And it, well, it's we, a pattern. Florida also pays the least out of yeah. most places. Also, hmm. um, it's just no one's ever excited to come do comedy in Florida. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if that is true. Then I mean we're learning in a we're definitely Florida's not one of the best states for comedy so the fact that we're learning and getting better <clears throat> at comedy in the state of Florida is a good thing yeah because there's it's not like we're not we're yeah, you get good at it here you'll be good, good at, wherever yeah, you go there's yeah. nowhere we can go where it's going to be tougher than Florida I think yeah. Yeah. there might be harder areas than Florida but just in general this mm-hmm. is a good place to get good at it yeah. Yeah. Orlando's a little better as far as like you can. Because it's a bigger city, mm-hmm. there's more open thinking. Mm-hmm. I can I can do more material there mm-hmm. about like mental health and like mm-hmm. um, addiction yeah. and stuff like that. Well, I mean, that. the difference between Melbourne and Orlando. I mean, Bavard County is red. Orlando is hard blue. blue. So yeah. I mean, it's 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 two very different places, even yeah. though they're forty five yeah. minutes apart. But the thing is, is that like I can say I've said extremely inappropriate shit in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, I've never gotten a ooh yeah. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's not like they're not little cucks. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're like, they're pretty cool yeah. as far as like being able to mm-hmm. be pretty dicey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, one time I, I uh, you said the, uh, <laughs> you said the, the other F word once at Bull and Bush. Did I? Right. Oh, yeah. the bad F word. It was something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, right. I mean, I, I, I hope I, I didn't well, mean to. I'm no, right. that's but, fine. But but it, you were doing Bush. a joke and it fucking murdered, right? Was and it I a long time ago? This was like last uh, last summer, maybe last spring. Oh, okay. And I remember when you said it, I was like, holy shit! You know what I mean? I didn't know what oh, to expect. Oh, was it the, the one about the um the woman texting me? Yeah, I think. Well, it yeah. was it was a dating 
joke. Yeah, I don't remember the specific. Yeah, story, and I yeah. think it was okay because it was the woman attacking. <clears throat> oh, it was the woman. Yeah, yeah. It was a woman's a point of view, woman's point of view yeah. calling me at the F. Yeah, yeah. So I think I. But if I called something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes. But yeah, but it crushed, and and I, and and I remember thinking like, man, I mean, yeah, yeah. Could, that wouldn't go of, a lot of other places. As soon as yeah. you hear that word. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> but it's also like there's a Good weird <laughs> you know what's actually one thing that I will I will say and again I'm not ignoring it but I just have to yeah, what are you looking at you're seeing I'm how you're to Jimmy uh, I'm, put, I'm watching, watching the numbers of my numbers <laughs> no my oh. I'm watching <laughs> your numbers I don't give a shit about your yeah, numbers yeah I gotta check on Jimmy you know what's interesting to me how is your numbers doing uh, I commented it's on like, it yeah 200 and something so far likes yeah well no 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 not, not likes just views oh on, yeah, on Facebook in the, in the last Instagram. Instagram, in the last forty-five that's minutes, good. Yeah, well, that's how many likes? I don't only like a few. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, well. it, the, and also the thing about uh, Instagram posts is you need momentum. Yeah. So you're gonna have to post a few videos that you yeah, shit, yeah. and then you'll get a video that does well. Mm-hmm. You'll get excited, and then the next video, eat shit, and then the next video, eat shit. Then the yeah. next video, eat shit. Then the next video does good. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next video, eat shit. It's like so, like. But then, like, I feel like a lot of people. Once you get to like a lot of followers, or at least like a couple thousand, mm-hmm. now more people Your are followers seeing. Will drive, yeah. Yeah, they'll drive it into the next level. Yeah. And yeah. if you're putting out material that's good, mm-hmm. then okay, you got a little boost. But right yeah. now, all of us just have a not a lot of followers. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I have like less than a thousand followers yeah so i just like, got to 500 did you yeah, yeah. yeah. i started yeah, before i posted videos mm-hmm. i was at i think 380 mm-hmm. followers just by posting videos in the last couple months i'm almost at a thousand yeah who knew posting content would help yeah <laughs> no one's gonna follow me if <laughs> there's my, nothing there if there's just pictures of my dog and shit, <laughs> which is what it was yeah. before oh nice this guy's mm-hmm. smiling next to his dog <laughs> Let's let's follow for more of that shit. <laughs> so speaking of posting content, so I did the first, um, which I already told them. So I'll just tell you. Yeah. I did the the um, the road comic thing. Okay. That I'm doing with the reviewing cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I did the first one. Okay. Nice. I went and test drove uh, Lucid Air. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, it's this new um, electric car um, that the brand just came out. Okay. Um, so I tested the the Lucid Air Grand Touring. Hmm. It's a like 800 horsepower sedan. Yeah. It's like insane. Yeah. So this was the first. So now, but that, it's just this stuff sucks. So I have 45 minutes of me test driving this car. Yeah. That I plus I took some pictures of it. Plus I downloaded some pictures from the company's website because like all car companies will have like a media pack where you can download pictures of the cars to use in your videos and mm-hmm. stuff. So now I gotta edit forty five minutes of talking plus video plus you know whatever down to maybe five minutes, and then really yeah, and then I gotta make voiceovers. I took I took some B roll video. Wow. I took some B roll pictures. I did um, so now I have to then do voiceovers. The plan for this is to be a YouTube kind of uh, centered uh, show that you do. Yeah, so this is it's a it's a YouTube show. Where and then this is the, um, that's the car that I drove. Oh, okay. But it's a, it's a YouTube show where because my strategy for it 
is I'm trying to build things that tie back into my comedy career. Yeah. yeah. So that if anything blows up, yeah. it'll act as like a a multi-touch thing, yeah. right? So let so for instance, it's why I started this podcast. Yeah. So let's say this podcast blows up, right? That will feed into the fact that I'm a comic. Yeah. yeah. And will bring followers to then follow me. Yeah. If this road, because I, I I could just have a YouTube channel where I review cars, mm-hmm. but the reason why I call it the Road Comic yeah. is to tie in the fact that I'm a comedian, yeah. and my my long term plan is to try and build a culture yeah. around this thing that I'm doing, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because my my plan <clears throat> is right now I'm at the stage where I I don't have access to press cars. Mm-hmm. Press cars are that the the automaker will give you access um, to their you know next model cars and they mm-hmm. usually the way it works is they give them to you for a week mm-hmm. right but you have to have 40,000 followers well, I, the number I was told by the representative was 40,000 is where mm-hmm. they want to kind of see before they'll start to give you access to their cars yeah so right now I'm doing I'm reviewing different like so this one's just a regular test drive anybody can just go test drive one of those because mm-hmm. um, it's a new company and they're trying to get people to come in and yeah. do the test drive but my long-term goal is once I get to a point where I'm getting access to new cars that the public doesn't really have access to, mm-hmm. any show that I'm headlining, I'm going to reach out to the club and say, hey, I need you to save the parking space directly in front of the front door. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm going to bring the car, park the car in front of the front door, and a part of my promotion for the show will include the fact that I'm bringing the 2023 yeah. Dodge Challenger to the show the and we'll, back. yeah, and we'll do a yeah. meet and greet so people can check out the car yeah. and then we'll go inside and do the show. Oh, and my hope is to reach out because every every community in the <clears> world <throat> has has a car community. Yeah. You know, where they'll do like car shows <sighs> at your you know, at your I don't know the steak and shake or whatever. Yeah. I, for some reason, I brought it back to the fifties, <laughs> but <laughs> they'll do a car show on the weekends or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So my goal is is to develop relationships where all over the country, wherever I perform, mm-hmm. to where I can go. Hey, I'm coming to the. I'm, I'm co- I see. The other thing is this will only work at independent comedy clubs mm-hmm. that have their own parking lot. Yeah. Because, you know, like, the improvs and stuff are in, like, plazas, so it just wouldn't work. But, perfect example, I can't wait to do this. Hey, I'm headlining Madcaps, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, reach out to the car club and say, hey, I will give you guys X number of comp tickets mm-hmm. to the comedy show if you do <clears throat> a car show the day of. Yeah. And then I reserve the spot in front of the oh. front door to bring whatever car I'm bringing. Oh, yeah. And my goal is is to as I'm touring there's now this whole culture yeah, like following moment. me touring. Yeah. So now people go, "Oh, and you when Chris has a show, yeah. you go there, there's a freaking car show, you get yeah. to see whatever car he's reviewing this week." Yeah. And then he's on stage and holy shit, he's actually a hilarious yeah. comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. to me that's the sort of thing that cuz I, I, I you you just watch people find their niche. Yeah. And that's where that extreme blow up becomes like we talked to Devin and he's a teacher and you think well what percentage of the population is a teacher but it doesn't matter it's millions of teachers you know oh yeah so many and then he's also funny and then like that's what you'll do you'll be funny and then you'll have a bunch of clips yep and a following and then 
the more you do comedy and then include that in, now everyone that is interested in the car stuff will jump aboard as yeah. well. Yeah. And so you'll you'll have two different angles of people coming to see your comedy. Yep. And then and if you continue the the car content, yeah. then peop, more and more people will 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 follow that. Yeah. And you'll have a little close neat niche yeah. niche yeah. with yeah. them too. What both. You, you'll have both. Yeah. yeah. What are you editing on Final Cut or uh, Premiere? Uh well, right now I'm just doing it on this Windows on Microsoft video. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But um so the next thing I'm going to do and that's a part of what I I'm my goal is to just slowly build this studio out to being a full on cuz this this is I work out of here this is also where I do my job. Yeah. But I'm also I'm starting to apply the things that I'm learning on social media through my comedy career to our business. So the next oh, thing I'm working okay. on in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start making Instagram reels and Facebook reels to post on our business's yeah. Instagram. Because yeah, I'm trying yeah. to make everything Absolutely. work, you know. So as I learn more and different and things, I'm trying to transfer it back and forth. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is I need to upgrade to a Mac so I can do yeah. Final Cut Pro. Yeah. And for, for me, Premiere was a lot easier. I used to do Premiere, really? video Adobe Premiere? Fishing and surfing yeah. and stuff, yeah. yeah Premiere? Really? I love Premiere. Oh, Premiere is what everyone's using right mm. now. Yeah. It, kinda, I, I know. it boils down to Wait, what you cut Final your teeth Cup, on. Yeah. Final Cut Pro is different than... Yeah, yeah I think so. So here's why, here's why oh, I want... Okay. Yeah, because here's why I want to do it. Um, the majority of the entertainment industry is running on Apple. Like, that's just oh, one yeah. the majority of the industry is running on. Mm -hmm. And I figure if I start, if I cut my teeth on that, mm -hmm. then I won't have to make the transition at any point. Well, Adobe is so good that, it, that Premiere integrates seamless in, yeah. into the Mac platform. Oh, it does? And okay. it, it's got a lot. Uh, this is just my experience. A lot, mm -hmm. of, a lot of the plugins and mm -hmm. stuff, like the different cool little uh, tie-ins if you want to graphic stuff. I, I, mm -hmm. there, it's probably Chevy and Ford comparison, you know. Okay. But it yeah. boils down to I cut my teeth on Premiere. So okay. when I went and did Final Cut, I was like, oh, I missed my uh, ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I went back to her. <laughs> I did too. But I'll tell you, with filming, you know, when I'm, from whatever I would film and edit videos, yeah. All my best stuff was B-real footage. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, you know, scenic and yeah. that kind of stuff. Because oh, and you, for fishing, that's gotta be. Oh awesome. my god, you're you lean thinking. on that so much. You're like, yeah. all right, I need a filler for here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's a sunset. Yeah. yeah. And then, guys, I gotta bounce. All right. Uh, well, can I promote? Uh, absolutely. Well, tomorrow's the you know moon room, but Thursday, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, is moon room comedy. Thursday is the special um, Thursday night comedy showcase, which Christopher Robinson is featuring on, and then woo, Friday woo. is Beachside Retro. Um, so <laughs> check those two things out. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you guys. Good to see you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh yeah. See, I got. 30 likes on my reel. Oh, hey! Did you check that on your computer? Yes. Wow. <laughs> on the computer that's recording the podcast. You went to Instagram.com? On a desktop computer? That's what I do at work. So, really? well, so, the, so the, the last thing that I, I just now started, I just, um, <laughs> so my, my, see, I, um, my other thing is to, <laughs> As I'm as I'm doing more of this stuff, because again, I, I do a lot of the social media, and well, I do all the video and 
photography and stuff for our business. Yeah. Um, I'm also now doing this podcast. I'm running this YouTube channel. So I started uh, my production company. Awesome. So I just oh, yeah. like did all the paperwork and all yeah. that stuff. So the, the it's called Clear Vision Productions, and I had this logo thing made. Oh, hell yeah. My my uh, my name is Christopher Lloyd Robinson. Mm-hmm. So my initials oh, are yeah. CLR, CLR. So it's like oh, that's cool. Oh, I love thing. it, dude. But um, so that so now everything I'm gonna do now is gonna be done through that. Yeah. Um, so now it's like you know the Funny Style Podcast presented by Clear Vision Productions, mm-hmm. and like, I'm trying to build because my yeah. thing is we're all. I'm trying to think super long term because yeah. all of us are going to get to a point where you're probably going to want to create maybe a, a YouTube show. Yeah. You know, people are going to probably want to start writing movies. Yeah. People are going to want to start writing short yeah. films. Like, this is that's just where mm-hmm. yeah. this career is kind of going. Absolutely. So, I want to, like, I mean, the, the, you know, the first album I did was through Comedy Dynamics. I'm going to reach out to them when I'm ready to do a second one. But if not, my production company will do it. Oh, you know, I want to build. And then the yeah. other thing that I'm learning um, is once you start. So funny. So the cool thing was, the mm-hmm. I did the show the the vape shop show mm-hmm. for Jimmy mm-hmm. um, on uh, was that Friday? Vape, vape Florida. Yeah, Vape Florida. Mm-hmm. I had them <clears throat> pay me in a check to Clear Vision Productions. The first oh, you know, yeah. check that's going to the company. Yeah. So no, that's yeah. well, because because my thing is. Another thing that comics don't realize is once you get to a certain point, you can start writing shit off in your taxes. So say, yeah, you're uh, the, yeah, the clothes miles. that you can wear and say the miles mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I'm I'm gonna see how far I can push it. I don't wanna do anything that's not, yeah. you know, on the up and up. It's all under the umbrella. But I'm gonna have Clear Vision Production buy a car oh. for my car YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, every, I'm not going to have a n- interesting car that I'm reviewing every single week. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the times, I'd like to have a Corvette or something <laughs> yeah. to drive to the shows yeah. that are, you know, that's, again, a part of that whole thing. And then it, it'll be wrapped with the logo yeah. for you my thing the plus the, you know, my production company name mm-hmm. and all yeah, that sort really of thing. Yeah. And I can get sponsors. I could probably get my family's company to... You know, yeah. sponsor some of it. And some of their stuff will be on it, yeah. and it won't be owned by me. It'll be owned by the production company, and it's a vehicle for the YouTube channel, and it's a write-off. Yeah. You know, so I'm trying to yeah. know, figure out That's smart. all That's that smart. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So then, so now that it started again, as I upgrade this studio, the computer equipment, the um, editing software. I mean, anything, anything at this point that's going to be towards that. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to write off. So yeah. I, I started to talk. There's a not that, and the funny thing is, not that many comics are doing that yet. Yeah, I, did, um, I was thinking about it the other day with some of these young comics. You, you want to switch? Like, you want to sit there so uh, you can. Some of them young comics. I'm like, man, it'd be smart for them to really form their own uh, LLC or even yeah. S corp that way. Because as much as everybody like young comics and everybody's traveling and yeah. going places, and yep. especially the guys hitting the shows in Tampa, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, even I did so this past. I, I didn't do it. I didn't file this in time for my 2022 stuff to mm-hmm. count. But I flew to New York and did shows in New York 2022. Yeah, yeah, that entire... Yeah. So I was talking to someone and they were like, well, you know, a an open mic, for example, that's that counts as an audition, mm. right? Because you're out there networking yeah, and that sort yeah, of thing. That's a good point. So he was like, Whenever you, wherever you travel, 
they're like, you know, if you if you go to California on vacation and you do a couple of open mics while you're there, now a portion of your travel, you can write that off. No way. Wow. You know, if yeah. you're, you know, the I I wear a very specific thing on stage. I wear the black long sleeve t-shirts. Yeah. That from now on, whenever I buy that shit, I'm not buying that. Yeah. The company's going to buy that. <laughs> and that's a write-off because that's what I wear on stage. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. Because so, when I was doing the math on the amount of driving that I do, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. And, that I mean, it does cost money to do all the, you know, it's like six, seven hundred bucks by the time you get it all done. But... It'll pay for it. I mean, the oh, amount yeah. of freaking driving that we do and gas and your car maintenance yeah, yeah. and all of that shit. Like, I only work. I, I live eight miles from here. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting 35, 40,000 miles a year in my yeah. car. The vast majority of that isn't this. Yeah, it's I'm going back and forth to Miami two and three times a week. Yeah. So there's so much. I mean, there's there's a lot to this. There's yeah. so much to this. Yeah, that's smart. Um, you got to yeah. get eye on the prize. Yeah. The good thing too about that is, God forbid, you ever get in an accident or something, yeah. people can't come after you. They can only come on after yeah. CLR, the assets yeah. of CLR. Yeah, you know, really protects yeah. you there too. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. That's fine. So I mean, this will be a fun. Um, I mean, all kinds of stuff. I mean, even like. Like the, the the Facebook market. I mean, it's a business. So everything you're doing now, yeah, you yeah. can now write off. Yeah, you know, and but that's something that's that's really easy to overlook. I yeah, mean, especially when you're starting out and stuff. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're running a business. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, um, and and it's good to early to, yeah. to recognize that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah so and then know. even even something as simple as and I it's, I know it's along the lines of a fake it till you make it kind of thing, mm-hmm. but even now when in terms of building my own resume, right? Mm-hmm. It's I don't I don't have a YouTube channel. I'm the host of the Road Comic produced by Clear Vision Productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds very different. Yeah, when you explain it, you know what I mean. It's yeah. just yeah. like little things like that mm-hmm. add up to you know kind of who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of how you know the industry sees you, and like, I'm I'm super early to be concerned about how the industry sees you or whatever mm-hmm. but when the opportunity comes you want to have those things in place like i just Damn. i embarrassed myself the other day because somebody who did i i was talking to i was talking to some comic who um i'm doing this festival and he asked me about hey i need your bio what's your website so i can grab your bio <laughs> off your website and i was like well, shit! I don't have a website, <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like you know you don't think you know we're yeah. so concerned about you know I gotta go to this open mic yeah. and that open yeah. mic and I gotta make What's your sure website blah, 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 go on Instagram yeah and people and people and the other thing kind of you talked about this last time you're here and people will clown you for having a website like, this asshole yeah. don't know yeah. freaking a website or whatever yeah. but when once you get to that stage yeah the website's there you need yeah. one you know you, you need, need one and you don't want like I had that shitty feeling yeah. of somebody asked a professional asked yeah. and I had to tell him I didn't have one yeah. you know mm-hmm. so it you know you just never know and then the other thing and this is you know what why I'm also excited about doing all this stuff is you're only going to grow so much by yourself mm-hmm. if you have assets that live out there in the world mm-hmm. yeah. they can be growing for you yeah. so like this podcast <clears throat> 
not only is it me sharing it, now there's like 20 episodes in a back catalog yeah, that's just yeah. out there on the internet. Yeah. And one of the things about podcasts is the more episodes you do, the better your, um, what is it, the um, SEO gets. Oh, okay. Because there's more examples oh, of your podcast oh, yeah. out there. Okay, yeah. So I remember when I so first released it and there was like two episodes, yeah. you had to really search for it to find it yeah. because there's not that many examples of it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Once you're at 20 and 30 episodes, there's more. It's easier to find. Yeah, it's easier to find because yeah. it gets higher into the algorithm of stuff. The same thing with a YouTube channel. The same thing yeah. with your social media. So what I'm trying to do is, is and again, I, I think every podcast I explain what the purpose of the podcast is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but my, my goal with this podcast is is to learn not just you know there's sort of the depth of knowledge and then the width of knowledge yeah. where I want to have the depth as a comic yeah. but I also want to have the width to understand all of the things that are going to be necessary as we grow yeah. and as I'm learning all these things I'm hoping that this podcast We'll also share those things yeah. with our whole community, yeah. Yeah. and we can all get to a point where, oh, you want to be a comic? All right, you're gonna want to do this, mm-hmm. this, this. Once you've gotten decently good on stage, mm-hmm. this is how you're gonna set up your social mm-hmm. media. We as a community have all gotten it down pat. Yeah. So this is how you set up your social media. This is this is when you're gonna need to set up a website because once you start reaching out to festivals, somebody might call you back asking for a website to see. You know yeah. what you've done in your yeah. calendar and all that sort of stuff. These are the you know the Adobe right. video editing yeah. programs that you're gonna want to use to mm-hmm. make it easier to do this and that. Like I want us to all get to a point where we've figured it out and yeah. we're moving so much faster. Absolutely. I think we're we're a small community of comics here in Melbourne, but I also think other communities are very clicky. Yeah. And they don't work together in a sort of synergistic way. Yeah. And I think if we can do that, mm-hmm. I and, and, and it also doesn't need to be a us versus anybody else thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's <laughs> that help for me that helps me. That keeps me focused when yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm trying to beat somebody. Yeah. And I think that yeah. if if we're <laughs> if 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 we keep if we work together and really share what we know. Yeah. I think we can all grow faster than people that are siloed in their own thing, yeah. trying mm-hmm. to just hide the information. Yeah, yeah if everybody's bringing, every, trying to bring everybody along, yeah. And keep it. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And I mean, I mean, something as simple as like the vast majority of comedians have merch. Mm-hmm. You know, so the knowledge that you have from running a clothing business, yeah. I think, in the next <laughs> couple months, is going to be invaluable to quite a few people. Yeah, awesome. um, uh, uh, Curtis Bateman. Um, I got to reach out to him. I'm supposed to be doing his podcast. He's a comic out of Orlando. He has a t-shirt company um, where he'll do, he does the t-shirts and stuff like that, but he also has a printing company, graphic design company and stuff. Mm. And he helps people get set up. um, Because one of the things that I want, I got to order from him that I think is super valuable is those, those stupid pop-up banners uh, that people use for like trade shows and stuff. I want to get, because so I have, I mean, I showed you this before, this this QR code that goes to my album and stuff. I want to get to a place where when I'm headlining a show, I come with that pop-up banner and I put it on stage at the the corner of the stage 
pop that shit up with a QR code that yeah. goes to my album, and that's up there the whole time. Yeah. You know, like just little stuff like that. That yeah. if we all help each other yeah. figure out what works, yeah. we can all grow exponentially. It's funny you say that. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, so many times I get up on stage, mm-hmm. and I don't ever. Full, I'm like, hey, what's up, I'm Eric? Like. Yeah. I don't really give people that opportunity to seek me out and follow yeah. me. And I never say, yeah. all right, I'm Eric Relacker at uh, yeah. suchandsuch.com. Or, you yeah, know, yeah. I, it, it, yeah. It's like, man, it would almost be easy if you, like you say, you have that yeah. little sign on the, yeah. on the side. But even your, because we talked about this last time, we're, we're, all, we're all posting these reels and stuff, trying to grow on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have shirts made with my Instagram handle on the shirt. Yeah. Because oh. all these, because what, what I notice happens is you have people will have reels and one of the things that's blowing my mind about the social media thing that I'm trying to I want to figure out what that conversion difference is and I want to talk to JP about it people will have I'll watch somebody who has a video with 5 million views mm-hmm. and they'll have 20,000 followers yeah and I'm like alright where is the conversion yeah To because I mean if you think about, if that conversion is that bad yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. If you could increase your conversion rate by five percent, that's the difference between you having twenty thousand followers and fifty thousand followers. Yeah. yeah. Because if you, I mean, what's the point of having a view hit five million, a video hitting five million views? Yeah. If it's translating to you gaining two thousand more followers, there's got to be something we can do to it change that out. conversion rate. Yeah. And that's that's what I want this podcast to really kind of yeah. be about because th- those are the small things that people aren't really talking about Yeah. to where like man if we could get to the bottom of that and then share that with all the other comics yeah. I mean so, that could be a game changer here's something that's interesting when I first started my fishing company you know Weed Line Fishing mm-hmm. Apparel our Instagram if I posted a picture of somebody catching a mahi mm-hmm. like a big old nice freaking dolphin mm-hmm. that would get like 800 likes mm-hmm. and what happened is I ended up switching it over. They, I verified that we're a business, mm-hmm. and it links to my website. Instagram, when they, the second we were a professional business account, mm-hmm. they dropped. They started life. throttling my photos. Oh, and, yeah. And if I post a photo of somebody, I can say it's a pretty girl holding a fish, and it's really cool, and it's mm-hmm. outside. Everything you yeah. want in a photo. Yeah. The second I, I know they throttle it, the second it pops up on my Instagram and it mm-hmm. says boost this post because oh, they want you to pay for it. Yeah. They yeah. they know, they've recognized it's getting a lot of engagement, so they throttle it and they want me to pay to boost yeah. it. And, yeah, and I, I can't. I, I bet <laughs> it's like you extortion. That, yeah, I bet you the the other ones like YouTube, Facebook. I bet the other ones kind of do the same. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they want your money just like you want the engagement to yeah. monetize. But Facebook they know that. Does it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like oh my gosh, you know. I, there's yeah. times I wish I never would have made it uh, my business page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. business page. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, oh, now they know that I'm a yeah. business and they get built <laughs> yeah. me for money. Yeah. But the yeah. algorithms. I don't know that you can stay ahead of them. <laughs> yes. you know? They're always changing. Yeah. It's yeah. always changing. But I'm hoping like somebody like um, like JP, yeah. he just knows, he's so deep into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's been doing that, it for so long. Yeah. And that was consistent for I can't wait. Time. I can't wait to have him. We were supposed to have him on today, <laughs> but it just, it makes more yeah. sense for Brian to be here. Yeah. Um, actually, and I, I'll let you know the date because I want, because I think... Because you and Brian know more about social media marketing than I do, mm-hmm. so I want I want it to be a very nerdy conversation yeah. between people that really know the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of how it works. 
because I think that's how we're going to get the most valuable information out of that interview. So one of the um, things with when it comes to like marketing and YouTube is a subsidiary of Google, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of advertising for the fishing company through uh, Google Ads, and mm-hmm. that's a whole other animal. And I'd yeah. be interested to hear JP's take on that too. Yeah. But. Um, was there was that thing on Netflix? I think it was called the Social Dilemma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think the the thesis so disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> so it, it was. It's kind of interesting because I think the whole crux and the thesis of their argument is that you can meta target down to specific people and yeah. a specific group and demographic mm-hmm. and hone in your advertising on them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's scary from the aspect of you can influence a specific yeah. group. Yeah. yeah. As a brand, it's fascinating that mm-hmm. I can pick people in a coastal region and these zip codes between mm-hmm. the ages of 18 to 23 that are interested in, uh, let's just, we'll keep it with comedy, that yeah. are interested in Chappelle, you know, that he yeah. pick a handful of comedians, and it direct targets those individuals, you know. Yeah. So from the marketing side, it's fascinating, and mm-hmm. it's a positive, but from yeah. the uh, scary analytical bot side of things yeah, yeah. yeah. no i'm thinking about doing a, um so uh, it's to the point now where i'm thinking about doing like, like spotify ads for this mm-hmm. podcast even but what I'm, I'm what i'm waiting on is up upgrading my microphone situation um because i just don't the audio quality of this isn't where it needs to mm-hmm. be yet um so once i upgrade the microphones and stuff i want to start doing spotify ads and i just want to talk because what's cool about it is there's a ton of comics that have podcasts. Like all the famous comics have podcasts. So my my goal is to go. Okay, what's like the nerdiest comedy pod? Like the like two bears in one cave. Yeah. Plus um, Bill Burr's. Um, what's Bill Burr's thing? It's a uh, Monday morning. Monday morning rants or Monday morning Monday whatever. Morning, yeah, something like that. Monday morning yeah. podcast. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. I know uh, the uh, we might be drunk is really nerdy too. Yeah, yeah. Sam and yeah. Uh, and Mark Norman, yeah. And I just wanna and the, and the cool thing is is through through the the anchor app and all the stuff that I have, I can pull up exactly the age. Mm-hmm. So this podcast, it's eighty six percent men that listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, fascinatingly enough, mm-hmm. the that <laughs> the week that I had Ash Cash on. It went. It went from eighty-six percent men, and you know, whatever the remainder 14, is, women. Fourteen women. Yeah. Well, a little because then there's non-binary. Oh. <laughs> um, the week with Ash Cash, it went to sixty-four percent men. Like, oh, wow. like immediately. <laughs> it was so different. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Huh. Who the hell's list? Like people pay attention to the fact there's a woman on the podcast, <laughs> so I need to like diversify more. It was yeah. holy crap. Yeah. I tell you, you might find a lot of traction with Instagram ads. Uh, yeah, I do so much direct target marketing through mm-hmm. Instagram, yeah. and I see a, a greater return on investment. Like let's say I run a hundred dollar ad on Google mm-hmm. ads. And I run a hundred dollar ad on Instagram ads. Mm-hmm. I will get more return on the Instagram, oh, and yeah. they give you that same ability to direct uh, meta target your yeah. audience, as well as they also are really good about giving you that feedback with, okay, here was your user engagement. And I think really? the funny style podcast, everybody's on Instagram. Yeah, and, yeah. And people are like, oh, cool. Where Spotify, mm-hmm. if you run Spotify ads, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you're only going to get the people that aren't paying. For Spotify, because I love Spotify. I pay for it. Yeah, I don't get the ads. Yeah, Uh, so you're losing a a large portion of people that can see the ads. Right, Instagram, you wouldn't. That's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And then, and two, mm-hmm. you, you, as you grow this and all, all, everything through CLR, mm-hmm. you're, um, you start posting more stuff on the Funny South podcast. That really creates that engagement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, reels but, on there, too, would be, would be really good, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. And then my, my other hope is to grow the, so the production companies, get, I set up, I got to get that so I can announce it on here, but the social medias for that, mm-hmm. because then what I can do is everything I do, everything this podcast does, everything my YouTube channel does, all of it can get posted by yeah, that as yeah. well. Yeah. And if that grows, again, yeah. it's just spreading. Yeah, mm-hmm. it leads everybody back. Yeah, to it leads everybody back channels, to all yeah. the different things. So yeah, I'm hoping to create... Man. A trap for an audience yeah. to where, yeah. and then the, so the next step is the website, and then once I have the website, then I can do the drop shipping mm-hmm. stuff for merch that's yeah. on the website, yeah. and then yeah. everything will then feed to the website. Oh, <laughs> you know, right. I'm trying to get yeah. <laughs> everything. Call me together. on the website; I'll help you out. It's easy. Yeah, <laughs> thirty bucks a month. Yeah, it's everything. It's so user friendly. Yeah, it may take like you're, you'll probably sit down with it for like a day, mm-hmm. but after that day, you got it. You, okay. you'll have it. it, it it's easy. That's awesome. But, yeah, yeah. Dude, Shopify. Is, I, I swear by that. All right, so let's see. Anybody have anything? You guys doing shows this week? Yeah, doing a, doing a few of them. Um, I was enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm doing a bunch, <laughs> doing a bunch of cool shows. Uh, I uh, let's see. Hold on, I'm, I'm trying to think now. I uh, can't remember some of them. Um, just you know, King Malumbo on Instagram. <laughs> just go on there. I have I have the shows listed. I'm going to be on Madcaps next Saturday, so that's going to be a fun. What uh, date is that? The twenty cool. fifth. I'm there. Oh, you're gonna be there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like an all star showcase yeah. thing. So that should be fun. Yeah. So yeah, but I actually got a. Uh, let me see when that is. Oh, LOL. I'm hosting LOL March 3rd for David Jolly. David oh, Jolly's nice. yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah that's, so, uh, that's amazing. Congratulations to Jolly that he got the yeah, the actual absolutely. headline weekend. I'm Super trying to get show. I'm trying to get a headline weekend for LOL. I finally got one for Madcaps. I was, oh, hell I was yeah. trying oh, to yeah. look to see. Well, no, I think I just passed it actually. I love that room. Yeah, oh, uh, July <laughs> July seventh and eighth. I'm headlining Madcaps oh, oh, nice. that weekend, so I got a oh, road trip. That's right. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, um, Eric, you got any stuff coming up? I'm uh, doing Moon Room uh, tomorrow night, and then uh, the 25th with Rudy. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's right. Um, the 16th, I'm going to be at Moon Room, so it's an actual showcase. Um, nice. And then on the 18th, I'm at the Twisted Birch in Rockledge. We're going to have myself, Ash Cash, um, Brian Milligan, um, L.A. Hardy, and Eugene Singleton. So that's going to be an awesome show. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Robinson. Thanks for listening.